you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we have been speaking to travel and hospitality experts and professionals from all around the world. Today, I'm really excited because I have on Zeke Atkins, who is the co-founder of Luggage Forward, and really excited to talk a little bit more about Luggage Forward, but then also about all the changes that he is seeing in the industry. So without further ado, want to go ahead and welcome today's guest. Thank you so much, Zeke, for being here. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So let's just dive right into it. For uh, an introduction, can you share a little bit about your role and then a bit more about Luggage Forward? Yeah, of course. So I am uh, one of the founders of Luggage Forward, which is a doorstep to destination luggage delivery service. And uh, what that means is we arrange to have your luggage, and that could be suitcases, golf clubs, skis, et cetera, um, anything you'd otherwise check on the airplane. Uh, we arrange to have that picked up at your door and delivered basically anywhere in the world. And that you know could be a hotel, a second home, golf course, ski resort, uh, even a cruise ship. And so that prevents you from having to, you know, drag luggage to and from the airport, uh, deal with, um, you know, the check-in line, the, the baggage carousel, which, you know, obviously those crowded areas of the airport are of more concern uh, today and, and provides you uh, a more seamless, um, stress-free experience. You get to your destination and your luggage is there waiting for you. That's great. Yeah, I actually, I am pretty familiar with your services just be, from being a hotel concierge for, for many, many years. I have absolutely had guests over the course of of the years need services like what you guys provide. And uh, I think it's also really interesting because that certainly um, was popular before the pandemic, but um, would really love to, to hear a little bit more. I mean, it seems that Luggage Forward was kind of perfectly primed for the pandemic. Um, so what were some of maybe the challenges that you faced and, and then even obviously some of the successes? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say the pandemic sort of, you know, cuts both ways for us, right? Obviously there's been a, a pretty drastic reduction in, um, in travel, specifically air travel where, you know, that's really the best use case for our service. Um, and luggage forward really is a, you know, sort of a premium service for the, for the affluent leisure traveler, um, that gives us a lot of exposure to both international travel as well as um, cruise lines are a big segment for us. We uh, were partnered with about three quarters of the world's um, premium and luxury cruise lines. So, um, you know, the, the, the decrease in those types of trips, um, you know, certainly has had an impact on demand. Um, but to your point, the people that still are traveling obviously want to avoid or, you know, minimize um, the risks uh, to and from the airport and at the airport, kind of getting through the, the airport as quickly as possible, not congregating in, in check-in lines and, you know, getting um, being in crowded baggage uh, carousel areas. And so um, so we, we've certainly, you know, seen um, travel overall drop a bit, but for the folks that are, that are, that are traveling, certainly we have an added value uh, proposition um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, ab absolutely. It to me, it just almost kind of like makes sense. So um, obviously, I think one of the the biggest um, the the biggest challenges, certainly as you mentioned, was like just lack of people traveling. Um, so how were you guys kind of like pivoting during this time or looking ahead? 
Yeah, um, we, we've we've undertaken a, a number of initiatives. I'll say, first of all, um, you know, the, the types of trips that we're seeing um, have changed and we, we think will actually continue to change in different ways. Um, you know, traditionally, people use luggage forward to, you know, for a vacation, right? I'm going to Europe for a week or I'm, you know, taking a long weekend in Vail and I want to send some stuff ahead to, you know, for it to be more efficient. Um, those types of trips, you know, are, are happening less frequently. However, with a shift in, um, you know, people working remotely, right, the virtual office, um, you know, folks are taking different types of trips. So in the summer, somebody may, you know, have gone to, to Maine for two months, right, and um, or gone to Colorado for a month um, and work from there. Um, you know, that by, by definition necessitates, you know, bringing a bunch of stuff. And so rather than hauling that all to the airport and paying, you know, extra check bag fees, um, using luggage forward is, is, is really a, you know, a, a perfect solution for that. And other things that we've been doing, um, you know, it's, it's um, times like this are, are great for uh, companies to look at, you know, everything that, that the, the whole operation holistically, um, you know, tighten up the ship. Um, we're firm believers that not only will travel come back, but it will come back at 100 plus percent of what we've seen in the past. And so knowing that that's, you know, coming down the line, eventually, um, we're really focused on taking this opportunity where we can kind of catch our breath and say, okay, um, when it is busy again, you know, what can we do smarter? What can we do smarter? How can we um, improve the, uh, you know, improve the client experience, improve the etc. So, you know, we're, we're trying to be, um, you know, glass half full about this and, um, you know, look at the ways that we can, um, you know, be opportunistic about some of the time that we have that we wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's a great point. I mean, so many businesses that, you know, have been doing that. So, I mean, I think it's really kind of like the smartest way to, to kind of just like re-examine and then see, okay, where can we be better moving forward? How can we even anticipate, um, you know, how I love how you said that, you know, obviously we know travel's coming back, um, but that there certainly will be this boom. So it's anticipating and making sure that everything, all ducks are in a row to be able to um, to be able to handle all of it and to handle the demand, which I, I think will that'll be an exciting place to be in <laughs> when we're yeah. able to be there and talk back on this. Um, so, so wanted to ask, so obviously prior to 2020, we were seeing that there was a trend towards more contact, um, contact less services in travel, but with the pandemic, it really seemed to, I mean, it's naturally accelerated the adoption of more contactless services. What are your thoughts on the future of contactless tech in travel? Yeah, I think you know contactless is uh, you know for the purposes of of, uh, of COVID, um, you know that the the necessity for that will be uh, temporary, right? Um, however, a lot of you know what people are realizing is a lot of contactless solutions actually just make more sense, right? Um, you know, and there are other reasons that you know you don't want everybody touching the same thing and, and things like that, even in, in the normal course of things. So, you know, obviously I think things, um, you know, things that make sense in the contactless realm uh, have accelerated. And I think other, you know, just other uh, pieces of travel, um, you know, things will become more innovative. It, it, you know, history shows us that in times like this, um, uh, you know, innovation is, is forced almost. Right. And so we're seeing, you um, 
you know, different, different uh, industry partners, be it uh, cruise industry partners or hotel partners, um, you know, coming to us and saying, hey, look, you know, we have this problem that we didn't have before. Can you help us with this? Um, and we're, you know, we're working hand in hand with them to develop, um, you know, different things that allow guests to get to their destination um, with more certainty, right? And, and, and with more efficiency. So, you know, cruises are a great example where, you know, in some ways they were sort of ground zero at all of this, right? And, and you know, being on a cruise ship, um, you know, has its, has its challenges with respect to, you know, some of these health concerns. They're way out ahead of this, um, you know, in terms of um, focusing on that, looking at new protocols, et cetera. But they really only um, have direct control over the onboard experience, right? Like once you get to the ship and you and, and when you're on the ship and then when you leave. Um, but you know, by definition, you know, 90, 95% of folks that are that are getting on a cruise ship probably are flying to that port city to get on that cruise ship, and there are concerns there. And so, um, you know, we play a role with our partners in you know offering this solution to folks where you know they can they can uh, minimize risk when they're getting. Um, you know, when they're going to and from the cruise, um, you know, in, 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 in your, you know, with your background, you'll understand that, that hotels, you know, have some of the same challenges, right? Like occupancy is down. Uh, hotels want people, um, you know, they need heads in beds. And guess what? Like people want to be at hotels. People want to go on vacation badly. But there's, um, you know, there many, many folks are very nervous about the, um, you know, about the air travel experience. And, you know, that's where we can provide um, some peace of mind and help uh, hotels differentiate from from competitors by saying, hey, look, you know, if you're if you're nervous about this, we have some solutions that can um, can minimize uh, that risk. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you bring up a really great point when you're talking about this you know, as far as like contact lists, certainly we understand it under the realm um, in regards to, you know, the pandemic. Um, But then moving forward, I think, and and I'm sure that you'll agree with this, and it's kind of what you were alluding to is that it ends up being, um, it's more frictionless, you know, and that's what's going to end up staying, you know, and it's maybe uh, in the future, probably less about maybe the, the, cleanliness aspect or this, maybe that won't be as much as top of mind as it is. It's just like, it's just easier. <laughs> That's what people are really kind of like responding to. Um, so I know you actually, you touched a bit actually on the, on the cruise line or the cruise industry, um, but would love to hear, you know, as you were mentioning that, you know, hotels and cruises have really been at ground zero um, and they've certainly had to adjust significantly to meet guest safety needs. So, I mean, what big what big changes have you seen? Well, I mean, the cruise industry is basically at zero, right? There, there hasn't really been a um, you know a sailing, and what will be more than a year, I think. Um, you know, everything pretty much shut down in mid March, and I'd be surprised to see. Um, you know, really more, many, many uh, sailings other than sort of, um, you know, test sailings um, inside of a year. So, so um, I can't say that there have been any uh, empirical learnings from that. Um, you know, we, we obviously think, you know, we're, we're, we're paying attention to what's going to happen when it, um, when it uh, sort of reopens. Um, but look, the, the, uh, I always tell people there are two there are two types of people in this world, cruisers and non-cruisers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and, true. <laughs> and um, people that, you know, cruisers cannot wait to cruise again. Um, it's just a fact. And non-cruisers don't understand that. Uh, most non-cru- non-cruisers don't understand that. 
And most cruisers don't understand, you know, how non-cruisers wouldn't want to cruise. So it's a, you know, it's a very dedicated uh, group of people. And if you, you know, if you look at what, um, uh, you know, Carnival Corp and, and Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings and, um, you know, th- they're saying about demand, um, there's a lot of demand um, that, you know, for, for future sailings. And um, so I think that that, um, you know, once there is a, a, you know, widespread use of a vaccine and things start to turn the corner, my personal view is that memories will be pretty short and things are going to change really, really quickly. And I think, you know, like I said before, cruise lines have always had to um, be very aware of, you know, sort of um, contagious health issues in, in, a, in such a contained environment, right? And so I think there, you know, if you look at some of the things Vikings doing with um, actually doing PCR testing on board and, you know, there's just a lot of um, innovative, smart things going on. So I think, you know, the cruise industry is going to, you know, they had a brutal year last year. They're going to have a brutal year this year. Um, But prior to that, it was, you know, it was one of the fastest growing segments in travel. And I think that resumes very, very quickly if you look at the number of, you know, new ships coming online and that sort of thing. So. Uh, and by the way, the, the, the percentage of people who are non-cruisers, um, you know, the, the, the cruise line industry will tell you that's a, that's a huge, you know, massive opportunity. Um, so, you know, that's, that's sort of where, where cruises lie. Um, you know, in terms of hotels, I think, you know, they've, they've had to be creative, you know, they, they hate to, to, to lower rates. And I think they've, they've resisted doing that as much as they can. They've attracted a lot of drive to, um, a lot of drive to, um, uh, guests and, and that's good. Um, but again, I think, you know, the, the demand, I'm sure, you know, you know, it in your world or, you know, just personally people you talk to, um, I think not only will folks, um, be very, very eager to travel when it becomes safe. And, you know, that means something different to everybody, but when somebody deems that it's safe, not only are people going to want to travel, but I think what we've all been through is going to, um, put people in a little bit of a different mindset where they say, look, you know, life's short. You never know. Like I've always wanted to go to X and I'm doing it. And, you know, people are going to splurge and, and, you know, take the sort of trip of a lifetime kind of thing. So, you know, we're, we're optimistic about, um, you know, both of those industries and, you know, the travel industry in general, um, you know, it's just a matter of timing in terms of when it comes back. And, you know, f- for our, our view personally, like our, our, you know, luggage forwards view is that we're not rushing it, right? Like we're not going out to our user base and saying, hey, like go get on an airplane. Like if you want to, that's your decision. Um, you know, we, um, you know, we, we want to be responsible about uh, our role in travel. And so, you know, to the extent folks want to opt in and take a trip, like we can make that better. Um, but we've really kind of recalibrated our marketing in that sense to say, you know, look, we're here if you need us. Yeah, and which is which is a great point, and that actually kind of brings me to the the next um, question I wanted to talk to you about. But obviously, like as we have seen, I mean there have there have been many changes in how uh, consumers and travelers actually perceive travel. And you you mentioned a very key point is that it it is um, everybody has their own barometer as far as when they feel safe and comfortable to do so. Um, so how, you know, to say a little bit more, obviously you mentioned about the marketing, but like how is luggage forward playing a role in maybe getting things back to where they were, or at least like on track to recovery in regards to like the perception of travel? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll kind of reiterate that we're, we're, we're um, taking a fairly passive posture currently. Um, where, you know, normally, you know, we would be, um, 
you know, we, we try to be more top of mind to people because people are traveling and we want to remind them that we're here and we can make it easier and better. Um, now it's more of a, um, you know, if you're traveling, we're here and we can help in these ways, like all the ways that we could originally help make it, you know, efficient and seamless. But additionally, you know, we get you in and, out, in and out of the airport quicker and fewer people touching your bags and you don't need to, you know, be tapping on the, you know, check-in kiosk at the airport and all that stuff. Um, so it's, you know, it's tricky. It's, it's, um, you know, it's not an easy thing to do to market to people in a way that's, um, you know, so soft touch, but it's really, really important for us to, um, you know, to, to, to strike the right tone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's, you know, you, again, you bring up a good point is that you don't want to be overly like pushy about it, but it's more of like, Hey, if you guys are traveling, like this is a great option that can just really minimize touch points in, in so many aspects in regards to the travel experience, the travel journey. Um, so you obviously know the travel space well. I mean, you've shared so much insight already. Uh, how do you actually see the airline travel space changing and maybe even like permanently in the future? Yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll preface by saying I'm not a I'm not an airline industry expert, but my, my <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> of course, of course. I, I can share some you know some sort of anecdotal things. Um, you know what you'll read is that um, you know business travel has probably changed forever, right? Um, we have uh, you know business broadly speaking has been forced to um, prove whether or not remote work works, and I think the answer is resoundingly yes. Now, is that to say that um, you know there will never be a need for another face-to-face business meeting? No, um, but that's all changed, right? The 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 percentage, um, the, the the number of business trips that were taken in 2018, um, we may never see that again, ever, right? And so, um, on on the flip side, like I said before, I think there's going to be um, you know, a, a spike in demand for leisure travel. Um, now, is that a spike or is that sort of a new normal at a at sort of a higher plateau? I think that remains to be seen. Um, you know, you, you'll you'll look at some of the the airline, um, you know, the, the realignment of their route maps, right? Um, you, you're seeing less of this, you know, hub to hub, like you know, they're not adding New York to LA flights. Um, but they're adding, you know, smaller hub to vacation destinations kind of thing where, um, you know, there may be more flights to Bozeman or Boise or, you know, Portland, Maine. Right. Um, so I think that's changed. And look, you know, the airlines have always been, um, by far number one in terms of sort of yield management and, uh, pricing management and, and that sort of thing they will figure it out um, and they'll figure out how to make the revenue. Um, you know, I always tell people that <laughs> when, when, when airlines add, um, you know, additional fees, particularly check baggage fees, um, you know, we're one of the few folks anywhere, uh, definitely in the travel industry, but anywhere that don't mind that. Right. So, you know, we're in some cases happy about that. <laughs> um, and I think you'll see, you know, you'll see some of that, right? Like, so, I mean, you already were seeing, uh, basic economy fares introduced um, by the legacy carriers prior to this. Um, you know, I think you'll see more unbundling. You'll see more fees. Um, you know, in different ways, the airlines will figure out how to how to make their money and be profitable. Um, but I think you know the the biggest trend that you'll see is probably the you know the reduction of business travel and and some some route um, some airline route uh, realignments uh, that result from that. 
Yeah, no, and, and that's a that's a great point. Uh, so actually, just uh, out of curiosity, so when you guys saw like the introduction of like basic economy and maybe some of these um, fares that they were offering that didn't necessarily include checked baggage, did were you seeing more people come to you to use your services as a result? Um, yes. Um, now, obviously, you know, we don't, we don't capture data that could yeah. connect those two dots. Um, but the short answer is yes. Um, you know, luggage forward, broadly speaking, um, luggage forward clients, broadly speaking, are not particularly price sensitive. Correct. Um, I was also which, thinking about that yeah, when I asked you the question. <laughs> yeah, which, mean, which means two things. Like one, they are less likely to book an econ- a basic economy fare. And two, if they have to pay for a check bag fee, you know, that's maybe less of a consideration. So, um, you know, it's it's more the narrative, right? It's more, um, you know, as things like check baggage fees get more expensive, you know, the conversations about alternatives, um, you know, heat up. And, you know, for us, um, it, we just think that we have a better way, right? I mean, we you know, we've all schlepped bags to and from the airport and checked them and had them lost and all this stuff. And it's, you know, it's not a great way. Um, it's an old way. It's an entrenched way. You know, we're, you know, we're well on our way to, to, to disrupting that behavior. Um, and so, you know, anything that, that, that sort of generates a conversation around um, the disadvantages of checking a bag um, always seem to help us a bit. Oh, totally. And it's, it's the convenience factor at the end of the day that, you know, if like, if it's more convenient, people will absolutely opt for it. And even if it is, um, because there's a value at that. So in that, and so, um, you know, I think that that definitely goes a long way. Um, so you were talking a little bit about, you know, we talked about the the airline industry, which, and you touched on some travel trends there as far as probably less business travelers, but more, um, you know, high-end leisure travelers. Any other travel trends or changes that you think should be on our radar that you've been seeing? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I touched on this before, but I think the... Um you know, the sort of digital nomad thing where yeah. folks can work, you know, Twitter has said, you never have to come back to the office. So, okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I think there's a certain, there's a certain demographic that um, that's going to take a big advantage, take advantage of that. Um, you know, folks in their twenties with maybe, you know, don't have a family and um, can, can be based anywhere with a good internet connection, um, you know, might move from place to place a half a dozen times a year, right? I'm going to go live here for a month and here for two months. And um, so I think that's, you know, that's something that's very interesting that we have our eye on. And then, you know, again, the the uh, the sort of um, the, the trip of a lifetime type trips that people will be taking, um, you know, again, back to the cruise industry, the, the, the uh, most of our partners offer a a world cruise, which, you know, tend to range from 90 to, um, Viking actually did a 245 day one. No way. Um, Wow. Yeah. And so, (laughs) um, they will tell you that, uh, they've said publicly, um, that those, the, the bookings for their 2022 world cruise, uh, world cruises are, um, you know, are, are ahead of, uh, pace of past years. And so I think that's, you know, that and other, you know, and other data points are testament to the fact that um, when it's time, you know, people aren't going to hold back. They're going to, you know, they're going to go do the trip that they've always wanted to do and maybe have been putting off. And now it's just, you know, there's, there's, um, there's no more waiting. (laughs) So, so we think, um, you know, we think that, that those are sort of the two things that we, um, you know, that we really have our eye on. 
Yeah, no, I mean, those are those are great points. And I'm, I'm just imagining what's it like to get off of a cruise after 245 days. I feel like it would be yeah. like, oh, bring back yeah. to <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, you know, so they, um, you know, they stop in 40 countries, you know, the, the general, the general template is basically, um, and I forget where the 245 day one, I think it maybe originated in Southampton, uh, and then went west uh, to Southampton, right? So, you know, did, did all the continents and everything. So, you know, and look, it's, um, you know, it obviously attracts a certain demographic, but um, you, you know, you need a lot of stuff for nine months. And um, so, we, that's where we come in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, to, to kind of like um, wrap this up, what, what can we expect from Luggage Forward in 2021? Like, are there any exciting new offerings or initiatives that you all are working on? Yes. So um, there, there are, and, and I, you know, I can talk about them broadly. Um, we, uh, like I said, we've been kind of taking this, this, you know, quote unquote, downtime. Um to focus on um, how we can improve the, you know, our technology, our platform, um, as well as the user experience. And it's been, um, you know, it's been an interesting time um, to work with some of our partners who also, you know, both have a little more um, time on their hands, right? A little more bandwidth and um, are thinking creatively. So, um, you know, in the hotel world, we are um, developing solutions that, uh, you know, help the both the inbound and outbound um, handling of shipments. Right. And so, you know, this world and, you know, that can be, you know, that can be kind of hectic there. You know, there may be a quote unquote process, but it's not, you know, you got to get everybody to, to, to follow it and whatnot. Um, you know, hotels have like all hospitality, you know, some hotels have had to cut staff and, um, you know, shipping and receiving and those types of sort of, you know, back of house, uh, positions, you know, have suffered. And so, you know, we think there's opportunities there. Um, and we'll, we'll be talking about some of that, um, sort of later this year. And then, um, you know, again, just helping the, the, the cruise lines to make sure that they, um, you know, leave no stone unturned in terms of making sure that, that folks are, um, you know, feeling safe and in, in getting back on board. Absolutely. That's great. I mean, it's, and, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's being able to be, you know, kind of like part of the whole travel experience. And I love that you had even mentioned before is that obviously like cruises and hotels can very much control what's happening there on property or on the ship, but then also being an extension of that. So that again, it can just basically start the travel experience when they leave their door, you know, from their home which is amazing, which is great. Well, this has been really insightful and thank you so much for sharing, uh, you know, a bit about certainly luggage forward, but then also all of the insights that you've been able to see within the travel industry as a, as a whole. So um, for those of that have, for those that have been tuning in, uh, are you able to share where they can get in touch with you or find out more about luggage forward? Yeah, of course. Uh, the best place for luggage forward is uh, luggageforward.com. Um, you can obviously check out the website. You can call us 24 uh, seven, ask about shipments, book a shipment, et cetera. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Zeke Adkins. I, I might be the only Zeke Adkins on LinkedIn. I don't know, but um, you'll find me there. Um, and uh, yeah, we'd be happy to, to connect with folks. 
That's great. Well, thank you so much for today. Again, really appreciate it. Um, and for everybody that is tuning in from home, thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, if you've got questions or comments, be sure to get in touch with Zeke or myself in regards to this. I'll make sure that all of his contact information is in the show notes for this episode. So thank you all again for tuning in and don't forget to continue to say yes to travel. See you guys next week. Bye.